You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Travis Terrell. I'm Chris Denman. I'm Ian Bag. And you're tuned in. And that's it. <laughs> to We Are National Bag Radio. No, no, no. <laughs> you're tuned into We Are Live as we record here from one Shock City Studios here in lovely St. Louis, Missouri. Shock City! That was good. Ooh-hoo. That was solid. You heard those sultry voices. That, of course, was indeed a different Chris Denman, a.k.a. Carly Lawrence, and a different Ian Bag, a.k.a. one Michael Gaines. Chris Denman, not in studio today. He got his bat blown out. That's right. The sexual escapades of one Chris Denman finally caught up to him. He tried to maneuver, tried to Eurostep in the bedroom, and it did not work out well. You didn't know you could Eurostep in the bedroom, did you, Gaines? I did not. Can, what, I don't go, know what that looks you like. You can go full Ginobili when you in it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Does the defender kind of like go the other way then? Absolutely. Like, so what? That's how you can mess your back up, bro. Oh. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> think about it. Next it, time. It doesn't sound yeah. that you know rewarding, uh, I wouldn't think. Have you tried it? No. Then there you go. Admittedly have not. So I would suggest that today, when you folks are with your significant others, pop in a YouTube video of one Manu Ginobili of the San Antonio Spurs, one of the best Eurosteppers in NBA history. Watch that move and try to mimic said move in the bedroom with your significant other. And let me know how that pays off. Is that appropriation? Probably. But it's for sex, so it doesn't matter. No, but like what... The American basketball players, like, since they do a Euro step all the time. I think considering that everything else in regards to the game of basketball was appropriated from America and African-American ball players, I think stealing the Euro hey, step Hey, the Whites did it first, Travis. Uh, you guys did kick it off. A lot of chest passes. Tons. Chest over the knees. Mm, that was that Thumbs too. down. Mm-hmm. Two hands mm-hmm. on the chest pass. Mm-hmm. Good shooting form. Mm-hmm. Layups. Mm-hmm. Don't dunk the ball. Isn't that funny, though, how, and this may have been done advertently or inadvertently, how the game has evolved when African-American players found new ways to take advantage of the rules inside the sport. So, like, you know, hey, you, you shoot it inside a basket. Well, I'm going to dunk it. Okay, well, you, well, you gotta you gotta have assistant passes. Well, I'm gonna come up with the alley oop. Um, well, uh, yeah, we're gonna have a three point line. Well, we're gonna shoot that too. Yeah, the whites might be better at the three point. Uh, Steph Curry's gonna have something to say about that when it's all said and done. He's not, he's what? He's not really a brother. Ah, uh, he's a brother. Mm, come on, he's a brother. Mm. Trust me, when he as long as you still have a wave cap, you're a brother. Mm. Uh, those are kind of the guidelines for being a brother. He's, uh, 
What's a wave cap? A wave cap is basically a nylon knitting. Is it a do-rag? It's a do-rag. Oh my gosh, when I was a kid, I asked my mom, we were at Sally Beauty Spa and they had do-rags. And I asked her if she could buy me one. Of course she bought me one because my mom doesn't see color. And uh, so I bought a white do-rag and had everyone at school sign it. And then I just wore it around school. When I was in grade school. This is the most fascinating <laughs> Carly Lauren story. Look, we've known Carly for almost a year now, and this is one of the more fascinating stories we've heard in regards to your childhood. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Carly walking around school. This was in, was this in rural Illinois? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So in right rural Illinois, <laughs> Carly they're like, Lawrence, they're like, Carly, you can't wear hats in school. I'm like, this is just a really thick headband. <laughs> With little strings that dangle in the back. So there are photos at some point. I'm going to reach out to uh, Papa Lawrence to see if I can get a couple of pictures of you in a wave cap. And this was in elementary school? Oh, yeah. Grade school. I can't, I'm, I can't believe my mom actually. This is awesome. That is that is awesome. That is hilarious. <laughs> awesome. That is pretty damn awesome. I think though. I think we'll get matching wear. Let's get matching wear. Don't you, boy? Oh, don't tell dad. Don't, I'm about to say, don't tell dad. Don't tell Chris. We'll sell him you the need next to do something target with practice. <sighs> Doesn't your dad wear a do rag? Yes. Didn't he wear one when we met him? Yes. Yeah. He was wearing one in Memphis. He was wearing one in Memphis. Was it a do rag or was it like a skull cap though? It I think was. it was a do rag. That was hella dewy. It was. It was a cap of some sort. My dad is... Um, he's good looking. He's a hip kid. My, my dad's a you hip... You wonder what happened to Travis. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people ask that question, and I'm getting to a point where I'm starting to have a twitch about it. But uh, no, my my dad is... he's he's. I wouldn't even call it a midlife crisis. It's not even a crisis. It's just... He, I, my dad was a college athlete, and... Uh, he played the sports. He did sports. As well. He did the, the sports athletics. Sports. Games. And <laughs> like you, he was he was like one of those guys that's just like I'm not going out because you know he really wanted to make the league. He had a cup of tea uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals, and so the football team, St. Louis Cardinals, and so he really didn't get a chance to explore college, and so he decided, well, you know, I've had five kids and I've got my doctorate. I'm a dean at a major university. I want to kick it. And so every time I pick up the phone, I call my dad. He's like, oh, sorry, I'm at Turks and Caicos. I'll talk to you later. It's like, it's Tuesday. What are you doing? Why are you there? Phyllis from the office was a cheerleader for the St. Louis Cardinals. She was. was. So a fun fact. I think Your dad's still hot, though. He's kicking it. He's out there uh, enjoying life. And I hope one day to also enjoy it with them. I, I spent, a, I did a, I've told people this before, and people are familiar with this. I went on vacation with my dad uh, for about a week. We went on a cruise a summer ago. And I could, I, I want I say I could not keep my father like, I'm kidding you not. Like I was in, I was like 3.30. I was like, all right, all right. I got to go to bed. My dad's like, fool, you crazy. Wow. I'm like, they about to have a rap battle down here at the end of the ship. I'm going to check that out. I was like, it's almost 4 a.m. And... So I'm I'm hoping in 20 years I have that energy. I don't know how they. I tell you what, I think old people get a second win after 50, like and they're just not they're keeping it to themselves. Like they like to sit around and go, oh no, I ain't got nothing to do. No, people who are 50 in America are kicking it, and I want to know where. They are kicking it. Shuffleboard courts. And they, and they are so good at that. Dude, like, it's because they're not strong enough to 
push it past the 10 off. But how do you, when do you start picking up the old people's sports? Are, are we, am I at that point now? So you guys are much that. younger than me. So I'm, I'm, I am, am I going to start picking up shuffleboard here in the next few years and just well, not, not know good it? At sports though. So like, so that's what's going to naturally happen. I'm not going to be good at the sports. I'm going to be like, well, the shuffleboard thing is sort of like bowling. It's dope. <laughs> I play in a tournament every year uh, at the end of July. You are so Italian. It's yeah, because it's, no, it's for the vacation that I go down to Chris's neck of the woods. That is fascinating. That is absolutely fascinating. You know what else is fascinating? I think the word. That's pretty damn fascinating. Ooh. Oh, hello. Let's take a stroll down this lane. Mm, I'm down for strolling. Mm-hmm. You've stepped into the word. Travis, what's your word? Yeah, yes. Travis goes the... first. Sad. Sad. Because oh. my man partner, Chris Dimon, is not here. Wow. It's maybe the first. Carly, we're making him sad. No, it's not you guys. Yeah. It's not you guys. No, it's yeah. Sorry. It's not, you know. Look, he is. We can been, leave if you'd like. He's been my he's been my he's been my partner for many years. And this may be one of the first podcasts we've ever done without him. So I'm sad that Papa Bear isn't no here. No rules! But yeah. When the, the cat's away, the chipmunks the are going to do stuff. The other cats are going to play. And they're going to do stuff. Did you, see that? Did you see that viral video with the chipmunk and the cat? Oh, what? Funny. There's a viral video with a chipmunk and a cat on the internet? I'm shocked huh? that those you, things exist. Did you, did you see it? Have you ever I'm looked up? The, have you ever Googled what a turtle's dick looks like? Because that's probably crazier looking. Have, yeah, we're going to dive into that later in the, the show The chipmunk well. jumped on the cat's back after the cat was messing with <sighs> it. And then the cat, because the cat probably killed chipmunk, you know. Standard. Oh yeah, and so, so the chipmunk was just on the cat's back, and the cat couldn't get. It. Very uh, funny. Uh, 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 well played, Alvin. Well played. Would you say turtle penis? Yeah. Oh, come on. Look for it Christ's up. Sake. There's one of it trying to have sex with a dog toy. That's the best one because you get the best angle. Turtle penis is not that two I'm words, just assuming. Oh, for the love of Christ, man! I'm gonna, it's you, insane. Let me try to. It looks re- like a uh, someone stepped on an eggplant. Oh, for the love of horse. Oh, I you're swear. right. He's, I told you. I, I think I showed seen, you before. Yeah, you have shown I did me before. show you before. I was like, is that? This isn't that conversation starter at parties. Yeah, it's like, is that a tongue coming no, out of his? No, that's the a video. penis. Do the oh, video. That's a penis. That's his penis, that right? It? Why would that not be his I penis? I know, but that's not the, that's not the good one. I understand that's not the video, but that's his penis. Yeah, it looks like, ah. How fun Why would it be? Why is that his penis? I don't know. How fun would it be? It shouldn't oh, be his penis. This is what I was talking about. This is part of the video. That one and that one. Oh, man. Look at it. This is it's what I, I told you. Penis. Like, this is what happened when dad leaves. <gasps> this is what happens. Here comes the stepmom trying to step in Gross. to try to control his kids. It looks like somebody stepped on it. This is what happened when dad leaves the house. This what is, is going to be so bad. I know, right? I told you. Now, right now, my friends are really freaking Nature out. Nature is crazy. Flat dick, turtle dicks. Carly, what's your word? Happy. It was going to be turtle dick, so I had to try to think yeah, of something else to say. To that's a, that's that's all dick. it is on the brain right now. That's a also, it looks like happy because I'm with y'all. And also ravenous because Whole30 is happening in my life. What's Whole30? It's that's a diet I was trying diet. to... It's oh. that fake diet that I've had to start over every day because I keep <laughs> losing. <laughs> I'm on hour 51. <laughs> hour 51. It's been hard. <laughs> Knowing what Carly has had to go through, and we will probably get to at some point for Food for Thoughts, that these 51 hours probably are seriously grueling. It's been... This is, doesn't have anything in it. This coffee's blank. <laughs> this is some blank coffee. So Carly's happy. I'm sad. Gains. What's yours, Gaines? Bread you? still? My word is uh, sad. 
Oh, you Why son of a mother bitch. This is bullshit. For love of man, you man. I've been with uh, Chris and Travis oh, since about God, September, and uh, Chris isn't in today, so <laughs> I'm uh, I'm sad. Uh, you feel good my about word's that? sad. You feel good about that? Mel- melancholy is also Mel- my word. <laughs> You're a son of a bitch. That word sounds fun, though. Yeah. God uh, me- messed that word up, because it sounds fun, but it's not. It is. You know what I mean? Think it, but it isn't. That completes today's word. What? The word. Hey. (laughs) That was the word brought to you by the lovely Sam Mall. Oh, thanks, Sam. You can check out the worst in the business uh, and his and his work. You can check that out, of course, if you're in the area. And the city of St. Louis, one of the finest studios in the country. In Shock City Studios. Shock um, City. I can't speak on what took place at Shock City here, but it was... Uh, some cool shit. It was some cool shit that took place over the weekend uh, here at Shock City. So just to give you uh, just a bit of an idea, the professionals of the professionals, uh, truly, when they're in the loo and they're doing work, they stop by Shock City. So we are always fortunate to be able to uh, do this lovely... Podcast. We're basically rubbing butts with the elite because they sat, the important people sat in these exact seats, seats, I'm sure. She's very true about that. Very true. Rubbing butts. Probably in Studio A. (laughs) Let me live. Uh, Again, our good friend Chris Demon, he is away. He will be back later this week. We're trying to reach out for a very important special guest for you guys later this week that will be making a quick stop in St. Louis at Helium here in the Lou, and hopefully we're able to lock him down. We think that'll be a special get. Uh, If not, you will still hear our lovely voices and Mr. Denman later this week. We just completed another ravenous hour. Stealing words again. Yeah, Yeah, that was my word. That was a good word. I just couldn't help myself. I was like, man, Carly's going to use that. She's not going to use ravenous again anyway. So at least I can use it. We can share. Another three hours. Use it or lose it. That's what they say. St. Louis Radio here at St. Louis Live. If you guys want to check additional content and past shows, make sure you go to weareliveradio.com to Brought check to you by that Turtle out. Dongs. It's uh, not specifically by Turtle Dongs, but we can get around to putting Turtle Dongs on the website. Also, join us at Friends of Wall, W-A-L, on Facebook. If you guys want to jump into the silliness that we like to get into online as well, you can follow us at We Are Live Radio also on the tweets, the Twitters. Follow me as well on Black to the Future. No, don't. <laughs> no, don't, no, don't. No, no plugs? Don't. Uh, well, Dad's away. I just figured I could. Uh, we got a busy show for you guys today. Uh, we're Are gonna you stalling because you don't have a hypothetical? No, I have a is hypothetical. That, that Look at that thumb right moving. I'm, I'm moving my thumb because it's Ooh, stretching. Real quick, My though. thumb is stretching. That's all it's yeah, doing right stretching now. Stretching the show so you can get a hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> I that is that, guys. See, listen to him. I'm He's not, still stretching. I'm not <laughs> stretching at all. And I, when you guys imply this is, that, this is, a, this is what we call stretching in the business, guys. This is not how one stretches. We have a busy show today. We're going to get into some very interesting topics. We have food already? for thoughts. Did I mention food for thoughts? Did I mention Chris wasn't in today? Did I, did I tell you guys about that? Did I tell you where you can get and download this show? Jesus oh my H. Gosh. Christ. 
I, I'm not stalling, though. I don't know. Why Why would you imply that I was doing that? Dad's not mad. He's just really disappointed. Carly, we shouldn't talk for like until he gets <laughs> up. Why would you guys talk? That is so rude. I don't understand why you guys would not talk. I'm trying to have a conversation with my good friends. Chris isn't here right now. And so I miss you guys. Is that okay? Yeah. You, you guys are just going to really ignore me? I'm just waiting for uh, that one segment we do called Hypothetically Speaking. Well, maybe if I reached out to the heavens and asked, maybe we can get that. Hold on, let me find out. Jesus, are you there? Hypothetically Speaking uh. starts now. Hi, guys. Hey. Happy Wednesday. You got your shit together? <laughs> Man, what a lovely See, day like, it why is. are you laughing? Nothing funny has happened. <laughs> He's stretching. Nothing funny is happening. I am not happening. stretching. You guys are so silly, man. Like, I don't know why you guys would treat me like this, man. He's still stretching. <laughs> All right, Travis. Yes. Hypothetically, yeah, sure. if you were doing a podcast mm -hmm. and someone wasn't prepared for their segment, right? what would you do? You know, Gaines, that's a great question. And you know, Gaines, you are a man of many great questions. And that's why I'm happy you are a part of our team. Because you provide some of the best questions that anyone could possibly ask. And that's why I appreciate what you bring to the table. Hey, Gaines. Hey, Carly. <laughs> hey, Travis. Are you guys ready to get started with Hypothetically? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you were a superhero, which of your friends would you pick as your sidekick and what would your respective powers be didn't we do, we do this no oh no, this i remember talking one. about my we, superpowers we, we did do superpower oh. but what would be who would be your sidekick so you know and what would be the power of your sidekick gains because he's losing weight he looks like he could run faster than he used to be able to run oh, nice. and his superpower what do you want your superpower to be, Gaines? Change into anything that I can do. Whatever. Thing. <laughs> person. Place. Tra trans. What so is you that? Would Transformer? Transfiguration. You would be a, a shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. There you go. That's Ooh, what I was looking for. That's Illuminati of you. I'd be able to fit as many... Hot dogs in my mouth as possible. Oh, sweet Moses of Christ. So I can win hot That's dog competitions and make listeners. some money and then buy my dad a new house with my hot dog eating contest money. I think we're going to get at least an additional 45 to 50 downloads off that comment. I got to give the people what they want. You know what I mean? Yeah, Visuals. I make, feel you. Make sure you put that in the description when we send this out later today. We'll do that. Um, so Bruno Mars and I are close friends. Oh, of course, naturally, I he would, would be, be my sidekick. He's a good size for sidekicks. His power would be like when he sings, and he already does a little bit of this, but it'd be like an official <laughs> sanctioned superhero power. When he sings, it would hypnotize people, and they would like fall asleep. So, like, you know, that comes in handy when like the security guard he would sing and then hypnotize. Then we go rob all the jewels. That's what one of the Pokemon's do. Ah, that's generally how I think Pokemon's that's what Jig work. that's Jigglypuff's power. Is he does. He sings. And then so you want the I singing. I fucked with Pokemon hella hard. And that's kind of dope to be able to sing and do whatever the hell you want. And then I would shape shift into whatever. Could we be super villains though? Ooh. I would rather be a super villain than a super. So hero. if you're a super villain, what would be your thing? What would be your oh. shtick? Uh, steal 
ancient artifacts. I feel like a lot of supervillains like to steal ancient artifacts. What's a specific artifact of the ancient nature that you would steal? A, a pyramid. A whole pyramid? It's just, just a pyramid. A pyramid? A, it, it, I feel like you just a discovered map. Despicable Me, and now you're just... You're coming grow. Oh, they do steal here because yeah. it's uh, blown up, isn't it? Yeah, it's a balloon. Well, we have a sponsorship deal with Despicable Me 3. Oh, do we now? Steve Carell. <laughs> this is interesting. So it's coming to theaters <laughs> near nice. you. Can I have that one? I am about to say, that is yet. a fascinating sponsorship that would be very profitable. Steve Carell specifically asked oh, for it. Oh, well, again, fascinating. Yeah, he meets, <laughs> his, he meets his evil twin. Gaines would be grew. That is, that's, that's so nice of you. And he, he would steals, steal artifacts. Yeah, and I would steal, I would steal some maps. Maps seem to be important, right? In some films, I would steal some books, and then, but I would immediately sell all this stuff. Like I feel like the supervillains <laughs> keep it in their basement, which seems stupid. It is kind of dumb. Like, oh, you stole it. How are you making money off this thing? So I would sell it. I like the. I um speaking of friends, I don't speak of them a lot. Uh, uh, Barack Obama would obviously be my sidekick. Uh, we we go back. That's silly. We were in a rap group in the '90s called Wu Tang. Ever heard of them? And they're new, um, right? They're, they're up and coming. Certainly from Canada. And so, oh, he's he would be my sidekick. His super power would be. Uh, yeah, he has a great voice. He can't sing. His superpower can't be singing. I would think his superpower would be super strength. He would be able. He'd like his like. He would be able to just punch people and destroy them. Like, like emotional strength or like physical strength. Physical strength. He'd be a like. Difference. He'd be like one punch man. He'll be able to like just one blow knock your ass out. I'm a very like emotionally be weak punching person. People. I feel like Barry's always wanted to punch people. I feel yeah, like but that he's, he's not. Been, he's above that. I feel like he's been holding it back oh, for babs. all these years, and now that he doesn't have any really major responsibilities. He can now start to knock people out with one punch. I don't. I don't like that you made Barry violent. No, I do. I think he wants to be violent, and I think it's okay to be violent because violent does do actually solve answers. Do we endorse violence here at We Are Live? We do endorse violence here at We Are Live. If you have any opportunity to be violent, you can be happy. If, if, well, I'm just saying. Okay, put it this way. If okay, you I agree with you. You can, you can only all right. If you're going I'm to be on your violent, side. only be violent towards Nazis and clans, people in the clan. How about and, that? And like people that don't usually blinkers. Can we, okay, mm. but you can only flick them. You can't punch those people. You can like flick them in the nose really hard. Like we, okay, we can do violence in society, but we have to bring it down to varying degrees because we're we're naturally a violent society. But like, if somebody like really like say you walk in on a girl and she's cheating on your boyfriend, like don't punch her or attack her. Like you get to like like flick her lips for an hour. Like what? just flick her lips with your fingers and just flick it for it because that's gonna hurt after an hour. No thank but you. But it's not. I mean, it's not really assault, and she's just gonna have a swollen bottom lip, and that's just gonna be annoying. But still, no one's really getting hurt from flicking your lip for an hour. And no one, like I said, that's not that violent. Why are we lip flicking? Because, because uh, she was cheating on she was you. Cheating, she was cheating on your man. She was with your man. So no, no, she like, was with another man. Yeah, and like it ain't like she like you ain't gonna slap her or throw her down some steps because that's too far. But you're upset naturally. You want to do something physically to her, so just flick her bottom lip. Like like flick your bottom lip right now. Just try to do it. It hurts. I don't want to. It's that, oh hurt. shit! I just did it. It hurts. But I can continue to do the radio show. Just do the podcast. Say look. Ah fuck! That hurts. <laughs> what would hurt worse than that? 
Well, then that would be different. So if somebody talked about your mama, like instead of slapping the taste out of their mouth, which I would actually advocate. Ooh, pull if you put pinch the back of your arm. Ah, it's a bad one. See, so what if you were to say, if you talk about my mama and my mama's presence, I get to pinch the back of your arm for half an hour. I think that hurts worse than lip flicking. But see, but see, but again, no one's going to really cry. You're not going to go to the emergency room. So would your superpower be... Flicking lips. My superpower would be um, lip flicker. Whatever, like you know that pain you get when you bite the back of your lip or you stub your toe. I want to be able to inflict that on someone at any given note, like at any given point in the Hold day. On. You just said toe bite stubber. the back of your your tongue, and then like like if you've ever chewed on something, you just oh, got like two, the side of it. Yeah, like the side of it, and you like, but and that's a annoying pain that lingers for like four hours throughout the day. Like that, I think, is worse than punching someone and knocking them out. Or like putting a popcorn kernel in their like, Ooh, teeth. Oh, yes. Gums. That'd be dope. See, now Man, that would be such a hilarious, because I would do that to just random people on the street. Oh, you look you look like, and just be like, with a little, what, you would flick, you would flick that kernel onto their teeth, into see, their gums. And then so, and that would be, see, I think that would even be better than jail time. Because in jail, you can get three square meals, you can do, you can get, prison muscles but if a kid stole from me like the local store he's got to have a kernel in his mouth for the rest of the summer man how annoying would that be to have a popcorn kernel stuck in your gums and teeth for three months i can assure you you're not stealing again maybe i can assure just, you you're not stealing again we just revolutionized the prison system that's what i'm saying so again if your boyfriend you don't cut his wang off how much money don't that scratch would save his car too. tons and then think about the popcorn industry think about the jobs we're now creating so then, so if your boyfriend cheats on you, don't scratch his car. Don't cut his yang off. Just like, uh, like, just hope for a twisted ankle. Like, like, challenge him to a game of basketball, wearing Converse, and then he twists his ankle. Ever oh. had a twisted ankle? That's annoying. I got one right now. Yeah, that's annoying. So I bet you he ain't gonna cheat again because he's gonna think about how annoying it was to have a twisted ankle. That's annoying. It's inconvenient. It ruins your day. Have you ever pulled a groin? Limp ass bitch. I know. And you can say that when you say it. Look at that bitch. Growing her hamstring, man. That's the worst. Oh, that's hard. That uh, doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. Again, it, but it shuts down the private prison system industry, but it sends a message. Hey, motherfucker, when you do a crime, you pull a hamstring. Yeah. yeah I mean, just look at the taxpayer money again. Save. Like, and then look, Trump, think about give us a call. Oh, my God. And then now look how that saves the current healthcare industry because once you get a hamstring, <laughs> once you pull one, you're going to pull it again. Yep. You're going to pull it again, so therefore you're going to have to go to Chances urgent Chances go current. up by 37.8%. Uh, boom, and he knows it because he's a white man, so they know they know math. And I play softball. Yep. So. Boom. So that's what I'm saying. So those are the ways I would go about in transforming the justice system. That's a crazy that we can have We Are Live, and in Shock City Studios, I can completely change the world. And, and they say, <laughs> podcasts are useless. I just fucking save the world. Save the healthcare industry and the judicial system. All in one fucking, hypothetically speaking. Yeah, I didn't follow the healthcare that much, but yeah, we we, we trade the judicial system. I made like it that. work. I made it work. <laughs> so your sidekick, Barack Obama. Yeah. And one you'd, punch. You'd flick popcorn kernels. Flick popcorn you. kernels in people's mouths. That's yeah, so annoying. Yeah. I had one one time. toes. You know what's annoying about kernels, too, is that... Uh, like you can think you've gotten it out, but you ain't got it out. No, you ain't got uh, like. I one time I thought I, I had a popcorn kernel out of my mouth. You have the and, same problem in the bedroom too, don't you? <laughs> like, what the hell is he talking about? What a gross think man! You got it out. Uh, oh, shut up! You're so gross. I'm but, still talking about flicking stuff. 
I'm telling you, like, it's, and what happens if when you flick someone's nose or their lip, like, their eyes suddenly begin to water. So mm-hmm. it looks like they've been crying. But you didn't do anything that hard. Like, think about it. Like, flick yeah, like, oh, baby, baby, bitch, you crying. Like, you crying, think about, like, you baby, baby, bitch. Like, if, or, you, if you were dating someone, they were like, look, I thought you were coming home at 2 a.m. It's 2.30. I'm not mad. We're not going to sit up here and argue for two hours, but I am going to take five minutes to flick your bottom lip. I know something worse. What's that? Have their hands constantly covered in Icy Hot. Oh, that would be annoying. You can't even scratch your nuts. That would, you know, and that, and the thing about or that is. Or your eyes. Man. Or none of your orifices. Yeah, yeah, if you just made, like, people who stole stuff from a store just dip their hands in Icy Hot before the day started. I don't, you know, I, I feel like in these measures aren't cruel. Like, they're just a step below it. It might be unusual, but not unusual, cruel. but not cruel. Again, like I said, like I see how it's gonna wear off in a few hours. Like your bottom lip's gonna sting but for half a day. Your morning's ruined. You know? Absolutely. And then, and then by the time the afternoon is like, man, my day got away from me. You know how annoying that is sometimes. Horse people, like for example, like um, like what I plan on doing when I become a parent. Like I don't want to necessarily growl my kids, but I'm gonna have them drink hot coffee, not scolding hot, but hot enough to burn their tongue, uh, uh, or their tongue is burning no, for at I least do. three hours. We took a step. No, nope. I think can, we. Took I don't a think step. you can burn, but it's a tongue. It's not that bad. I think um, if you catch your kids selling drugs, I burning I, their tongues not that. Not, and I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm talking like, here, son, have a cup of coffee, and he's like, oh, thanks, dad. Ah, it's hot. I mean, if he's selling drugs, like, well, it depends on the profit margins, but yes. Oh, well. Well, I like these ideas. These are pretty good. Yeah, maybe we should have a new segment of like business ideas with We Are Live. <laughs> Papa we, Tim, it's not we are live like tank. <laughs> so original. But blackfish tank. <laughs> oh, well, now we're on to something. Yeah, see? Now we're now we're on to something. <laughs> I, I like uh, I like the way it's going. I like the way this is going. Hey, we have another fun segment. Where we send a a lovely, sweet, attractive woman into the wild, and by the wild we send her a bound of around town to some of the lovely eateries, and they and then she comes back to us and lets us know how delicious they are. It's time for thoughts of food. Hello, this is food for thoughts. Pizza, celery. Biscuits. Chicken. Lobster. Catfish. Hush puppies. Chocolate. Travis, stop. Carne asada. Tacos. Crab. Are you, Curry. Are you kidding me? Cereal. Travis, shut the f*** oh, up. My it's my segment. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> it's time for food. Hey, that's my move. Oh, my bad. Uh, for thoughts. Hey, Carly. Hey. How goes it on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? It's going good, and uh, Food for Thoughts is the reason that I fucked up Whole30 for like two weeks in a row. <laughs> you did. Now, this is going to be interesting to see no you adjust. No self-control. Yeah, that's, I don't know how you're going to continue to do this with I Food know. for Thoughts as well, so that means you're going to have to find a way around it. How did you make it work this time? Well, I just... I said, I'll start it tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> for a couple days. It starts tomorrow. I was like, it's for, it's for, it's research for work, mm. quote unquote work. Oh. You know what I mean? So I had a plausible excuse. That makes a ton of sense. But I made another trip to a Peacemaker. 
like I typically do. Now, what is Peacemaker again? It's a uh, it's a local uh, St. Louis establishment that's not a sponsor, uh, but should be, and they have like lobster and stuff. It's a seafood. So situation. it's a seafood spot in the loo. Mm-hmm. Okay, quite, and quite. what have did you guys you... ever done the seafood trick? What's yeah. that? Where you stick you guys like seafood? Oh my god! Yeah, seafood. That this is a rich boy that went to a private. Wow. You're How rich mature. boy. It's very nice. Rich boy. Yeah, I wish. Well, I got. I got it to go from there, which... You got lobster to go? It was a mistake to get food to go because... (laughs) Seafood to go doesn't seem like the best move. What I got, I got the lobster roll again, but I got the main style, which is cold with like a type of mayo. Damn. And I think I liked it better than the, the warm one, the Connecticut style. So you got Connecticut. I taught you how to spell that, I remember? You know, I knew how to spell it. Oh gosh, Christ, you too. Knock it off. So you got lobster to go from Peacemaker. It's very good. Lobster's great. I don't know if you guys have ever had lobster before. Lobster's it's good. pretty fucking good. Yeah. I also got a Frito it's called the lobster Frito pie to go, but that you're not supposed to get that to go. What, um, so how did they even store that in a to go? It wasn't even Fritos. It was like these crispy like Fancy looking type of Fritos, but they weren't Fritos. They put those in a separate bag, and then they put the other stuff in a different. I didn't know how it was supposed to work, so I kind of just like a Fritos or like a. PhD. I kind of you were supposed to like kind of assemble it yourself. I didn't realize what it was, so I got to go back and order that like in person. <laughs> so I was just kind of eating the shit out of the different things. Isn't that great when good. you get that kind of to go, and you're kind of forced to like do you like, like DIY? Your, it? Yeah, like what the hell? This ain't. Yeah, that's not Ikea. what I signed up for. That's for that shit. It was still it was still lovely though. Also, I went to Broadway Oyster Bar, which Ooh. is another seafoodish establishment. If you're in, if you're outside of St. Louis listening to this pod and you get an opportunity to visit this lovely area, Broadway Oyster Ooh. Bar is the first stop you probably or one of the first three stops you should make. Drop off your luggage, check in at your hotel, immediately head to Broadway to Oyster Broadway. Bar. To Broadway. It's, it's, it's one of the best establishments. Mm-hmm. It's so delicious. What did you get at Broadway Oyster Bar? A former sponsor. I got so we can at least say oh, that. Oh, they used to they be. Used wow, to be. that yes, they should indeed. probably do that again. Yeah, they're a very popular establishment, and they think I think they quickly learned sponsorship not needed. No, <laughs> it really isn't. I got a lobster po' boy. Oh my garlic god! Parmesan, Big lobster week for you. Garlic yeah, parmesan wow. fries. Oh my god! And a side of jambalaya. Jambalaya. Hey, have you guys seen Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh, <laughs> she hot jambalaya. <laughs> <laughs> of all the lines to remember from Mrs. Doubtfire, of course Carly line. remembers the, yeah, food, the food line. line. That's what I, I remember. I was thinking about it, and then I was like, "Hey, do you guys happen to have just like a side of jambalaya?" And they're like, "Yes." And I was like, Haha. "I was craving say? it because I just watched Mrs. Doubtfire." All right, so should, we're gonna go you should have the, asked it in the voice like Mrs. Doubtfire. All right, we're gonna go around the table. Everyone, great, do though. their favorite Mrs. Doubtfire quote. Gains go. Ooh. Hot jambalaya. That was mine. Oh. I have more, though. Okay. Help is on the way, dear! <laughs> Help is on the way. Oh, the whole time? The whole time? The whole time? <laughs> yes, the great Sally Field. Uh, <laughs> oh, my dear, I'm so sorry. It was a, it was a drive-by <laughs> fruiting. Shake it off like a dog. <laughs> God, what a damn good And then there was rumors they were going to remake hey. that. And I'm so happy they shut that down. But go for it. Oh, and then he does a pre- he's like, I do a really good impression of a hot dog. <laughs> See, I love the shitty remakes. They can't remake this. Like, I, like, when I were know, they trying to do that? There was it was a it was a brief mention before, unfortunately, Robin Williams passed away. That they were talking about either doing a sequel or rebooting uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. But I think after his passing, people realized 
that it's probably was good one to of just leave best alone. to leave that one alone. And I look, and I think sometimes it's great to recreate certain stories, but no one's gonna capture Mrs. Doubtfowl as well as Robert Williams. You, like he he was the reason that movie worked. Like I think if there was any other actor, I I just don't see that working out too well. What else did you eat this week? Well, that's that's what I got so from places. It sounds like you were basically oh, and, uh, Aquaman calamari, enjoying the lobster. Calamari, at more, more seafood. Okay, very good. Wait, as well. so did you make two trips? And so the this crawfish is all in one mac trip. and cheese. Holy! Well, please I tell ordered me this was the least first this. two things myself, oh, and then God. other people had the calamari mm, and the mac and cheese, and man. they were done. So then I ate the rest. Oh wow! Of theirs. That's a lot. Very of good. Food. I was not disappointed in anything. Uh, but what I, I do want to try from. Uh, sushi, I think it was wasabi. I think that's what it's called. Let me make sure for certain. You're asking what wasabi is? No, it's a wasabi sushi bar in St. Louis. Oh, nice. They have a new, well, they have the salmon tempura roll, which is deep fried salmon, cucumber, avocado, <sighs> and topped with chili mayo. I, Ooh, Lord. yeah, that's not Whole30. Would you eat that off somebody? I'll, I'll cheat Whole30. I'd eat anything off Rihanna. That's fair. Yeah. Would you eat Sims. food off a, a, a good-looking, like, very fit guy? Would you eat food off of him? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, where? What's it touching? Yeah, I know. What What's I'm it saying? touching? Uh, we usually have leaves on the uh, Yeah, like they got the, the leaves on the private So is it on top of the private no, So it can be, like, on a belly button? I think, the, like, the leaves on the private area is, like, a garnish, so you don't touch it. You don't bother with it. I believe there's the, leaves, like, everywhere that there's food, though. Oh, is it? Do they just have, do they just serve sushi at those places, or can you, like, get, like, ribs or something? I don't think you want Ribs would be ribs. great. Like, ribs just, just on like, someone's body. I don't just, think like, that's... squirt some I'll take the sloppy joe. Oh, I just don't. In the navel? I don't. To dip your fries in? Now I just, now you're ruining barbecue I'll take the right, the tapioca pudding, please. I don't know what is wrong with Put a little ketchup in Rihanna's butt dimples. See, now I... I enjoy ribs. I enjoy Rihanna, but now I just thought about blending those two together, and I don't want any part of it. A little honey mustard in the cellulite. A little mousse. You know what? I just thought about how little sexy mousse. Rihanna is. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. You're right. I may have to just can we eat mousse? Do we whipped? eat mousse? Is mousse like the like like mousse like the Mo- like mousse the pudding? flavored mousse? mousse? Or are you talking like uh like an actual mousse? Mousse like meese. I don't think. I, you Do know people what? eat meese? I don't think people eat meese. Mousse flavored mousse. Mousses. You know what mouses? I was thinking Moses? the other day? What's that? It sucks that all the farm animals get eaten except for horses. So they just get to watch their friends die, like go off to That's be eaten. Su- like, why the hell do, why, why don't horses get, have to be eaten? Why do we eat all the other ones? Because they're the bond that holds it all together. Do I even? Do I oh, because they're made of glue. <laughs> Is that because they're made yeah! of glue? Let's see Ian Bag come up with that one, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my gosh, that I was know. great. That was pretty good. Look at Gangs. Gangs like, I'm so pissed they off. They don't even milk anything, though. Oh, they're like, horses are pretty useless. Well, it's, I mean, it's Especially probably recreation. It probably goes back to the they were used for so many other resources. Like back what? In the day. They don't do shit. All they do is carry shit. That's D- how people got around back. Like, oh, and like people, I guess I didn't have call. People plowed they the fields with horses. They didn't fried flintstone their asses everywhere? Um, no. <laughs> we need to grow up <laughs> yeah. relying on horses nature. Horses were a thing. So horses. it's like, hey, we can't kill these because we use them. So kill them to eat because we use That's them. Why so did they sense. just use cows? Because then they just got everything. They got like a three in one. They got the milk. They got the meat. They got the ride. I think uh, horses it's like a, a little. It's like uh, getting into an Uber where the guy has bottles of water and pieces of gum ready for you. Yeah. It's like the Uber of the 20s. Of the 20s. 
Yeah. Of the 20s. <laughs> I just want to be the guy the that was 1820s. there. Yeah. Because there, there was someone, though, at, at, like at, when they arrived in America and cows were a thing, like someone was like, oh, shit. Hey, man, I just put this damn cow over a fire. This shit is great. <laughs> like, dog, like you, like, oh, and it's uh, so much left over. Oh, my God. Look, taste this shit. Like cows. Are you kidding me? We need more of these things. This is so good. There was so, and I, oh, who is that guy? We, I want to find who out who he? that, do a movie on him. There's a guy who was just like, hey, man. It I is ain't. funny because there's a lot of like ugly animals yeah. that we eat. And like somebody, somebody at some point in time had to get past like, ah, they just like, they look terrible, but I bet their meat tastes good. You because, know what I mean? Right, because there, at some point, someone was like, cows. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's see what else they can do look, besides milk. Let's look, see what else they got. Look at this pig slopping around in the mud. I bet its ribs taste really good. Yeah. Now, that's a good point that's out there. Now, one. who was the Because when you see a pig, do you, you don't yeah, want like, no oh, parts of a pig. It's terrible. It's all, you're in filth. You grow. But there was some motherfucker one day was like, was like well, hey, let's man, eat it. hey, I know y'all was talking shit about that little thing over there, but I bit off one of his legs. Birds <laughs> don't look appetizing. Like, they, turkeys don't because it's like, oh, let's go eat that bird with the ball sack hanging from its face. What yeah. about chickens? You see chickens. That. You look sick of chickens like, man, you little dumbass bird. You can't even fly. Yeah. Why the fuck like are you here? how much meat is actually on Yeah, you chicken. look at a chicken. Like, why would you ever look at a chicken and be like, I'm going to get so much out of that? Boom. No, hell no. No one. So that's the thing. So there had to be, there was a sadistic fuck that was on a farm one day. Fried horses. That was just like, ah, this fucking grass ain't working. I need to, I need something else to go along with this shit. Hey, chick. Like, it, it, the funny thing is, I think the reason why we don't get origin stories because you're probably drunk or on some narcotic when you come to the conclusion that you can eat things. Do horses make milk? I'm sure someone tried. How do they feed their kin? They got tits, right? Like, do they, do horses? Tits Sam, Google it. <laughs> do horses make milk? I don't know if they do. But but that's the thing. But again, there. look, when you think about how a lot of these discoveries have come about, I'm almost certain narcotics or drugs were involved. Because you're not going to naturally go, like, like even science. Not everyone does know. drugs to do everything, Travis. I feel like that's the only way we've gotten this far in life. Like, I find <laughs> it fascinating how much we hate drugs horses in society. Produce milk. So they do produce <gasps> milk. But have you had Why are we eating it? Why are we drinking horse milk? milk? We can drink horse milk. To some people, it is no stranger than goat's milk, cow's milk, or sheep milk. Really? In certain countries, it is considered quite normal, particularly nomadic horse-centric cultures like Turks, Kazakhs and Mongolia. So, considering how we process everything, we could technically be drinking horse milk. And we Why don't know humans drink each other's milk? That's also another good question. Yeah, because aren't we the only babies. animal that doesn't? Well, we can like, do it now. What you drink you, our you, own you milk normally? You can. Like there is a actually when I was working uh, for the state of Missouri, there's a large lobbying firm that that really wanted people to start basically uh, turn breast milk into an industry, and so there would be this lobbying group that would come around to the Capitol in Jefferson City in Missouri, and they would give you these really nice treats all made from breast milk. What if you ate them. I think they would give you cookies, and you can, like I said, and it's you milk. you dunk it so, in breast milk. And I, well, here's the thing. You so, dunked chocolate who's chip Who's making it, though? That could milk. get very these, tiring. Like, so the, the, the for... essentially it would be like uh, these the Amish women of Missouri and these uh, stay-at-home moms, and they would bake with these. And here's the fun thing about that, because that was new to the Capitol. And so 
because Missouri's lovely, terrible lobbying laws, you get virtually everything for free, dinners, alcohol, Fresh <laughs> milk. USA. So I would get these really cool free gift food packages. And when you're working for the state, it ain't like you're making a ton of money. So you like, hell yeah, I'll take some of that. And so because I was a new guy there, uh, people were like, oh, Travis, you're going to love today. You're going to get a bunch of free cookies and brownies and stuff. I'm like, oh, awesome. And so they would come around to the offices and they would have these big gift baskets. And I'm like, oh, I'm about to tear this up. This is so awesome. But I noticed when they dropped them off in everybody else's offices, no one was eating them. And I was like, yeah, fucked up. Man, I'm about to tear this shit up. And then fortunately, there was one of my like kind co-workers who said, oh, I see you got the breast milk cookies. I hate that person. Why? Yeah. Did, like, and they were all pissed at her. And I was yeah. like, I was just like, oh, this look good. And it looked good. I would try it. I did try it. I at least was tried it. it. Good? It was flavorless. It didn't have enough. Again, but I, mean, I, hey, but we I got said, to the top of the food chain for a reason. This Let's is also use true. It. But that's, I'm also that's saying my theory is, on life. But I think, though, considering how everything is so processed, we could be actually drinking horse milk or goat milk, and we would not know that it's actually coming from milk. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, I guess, but there are pretty strict laws on stuff like that. Uh, sure. Yeah, well, okay. Seriously, who thought, oh, I'm going to pull on this cow's nipples and suck the juice out of it? And thought well, it was good we, enough for you to this drink. This is the drugs. I mean, These a, are the drugs. At a certain time in history, we, we actually had like People did some weird we shit, man. Like we, we did some we, weird we, shit though, to well, figure was out. Was it like, so, oh, hey, that calf is drinking from the titty. I want to drink some of that from the titty, too. Yeah, I think, I think, think that's we mostly how smart. we... But I think that's how we come to the conclusion on some of our greatest discoveries in history. 16.4 million Americans think chocolate milk comes from brown Oh, I saw that, idiots. 16.4 million. Can you blame them? Like, be honest. It's yes. probably 16 million kids. They're probably uh, children. They don't, they people don't will believe think, anything. I don't think Next, people are going to think we actually landed on the moon. It's oh, insane. It's true. It's no, we, we've landed on the moon. Oh, here we go. But originally, the original one, we didn't. No, like that it. fake ass picture? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But we have. Well, people, but we didn't people land also on think, it then. People also think the moon is like not an alien spaceship for them to watch All us, right. too. All right. And that completes today's <laughs> food. <laughs> oh, it's my dog. Oh, there you go. <laughs> food. Fourth thought. That was the best one without that was pretty good. Yeah, he would have yelled at you by this time. Thank you, Carly, for your food for thought. I think ultimately we need to delve into the origin story of some of the things we take for granted or we really enjoy today. Because again, I don't like 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 we make everything from cows. Like we got leather, we get food, we get milk. Like we get everything from cows, and there had to been a group of people or some individual that was like, "Hey, man, <laughs> these motherfuckers! Hey, I'm gonna call this steaks. Who, it's good." Who named them cows? You think? Why? What's what's that? That's a good one too. I don't know. Maybe it's like it stands for something. Like it probably does. Cowabunga. That's probably what they stand for. Like, oh, man, cowabunga. You can get so much from these animals. Oh, let's call them cowabungas. And then probably a smart-ass white kid that came along was like, or cows. It was probably a white girl from the valley because, you know, they like to shorten everything. Cows instead of cowabungas. That's probably where they get it from. That makes sense. Thank you, Carl. Great job. Oh, you're welcome. Um. It is time. We're going to shift gears. We're going to kind of shift the mood as well because we're going to jump into a special edition of Mic Check. 
Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Where Mike checks the news. We uh we usually like to keep it light, fun stories on mic check. Usually three stories at a time, but uh, sometimes things happen in our world that prompt us to talk about different stuff. And uh, yesterday was definitely one of those days with the dash cam video of Philando Castile's shooting. Um, to me, it was there was a lot of weird uh, feelings that arose for me. For people who don't know, Flando Castile was a shot seven times by a police officer, had a license to carry a weapon. Uh, this the, was during a pullover stop in yes, uh, Minnesota? For uh, In Minnesota for a taillight being out. And um, Mr. Castile with his wife and his daughter in the back seat, mm-hmm. or girlfriend, I guess. I it was not a wife, girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Um and during the stop, the police officer came to the window in the dash cam video, um, notified that he was being pulled over for a broken taillight, asked for license and registration. Mr. Castile then told the police officer that he is licensed to carry and had his weapon on him uh, as he was pulling for his license and registration. Um, the officer claims that he <coughs> saw him pulling for his gun and said, stop doing it and began to shoot seven times into the car. Um, the girlfriend then went on Facebook Live, and I'm sure a lot of people remember seeing this video on Facebook Live of her saying they shot his, her boyfriend. Oh, my God, they murdered her boyfriend. Um, shot him seven times when he was not doing anything, licensed to carry, pulling for his license registration in the car. And um, the reason I say... Uh, Philando Castillo was eventually, after a long period of time of being held at gunpoint, pulled out of the car by two different officers than the one that shot him and given CPR but ended up not making it after he was shot. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason I say it spurs a lot of emotions for me is, um, you know, I, I think it's weird as a society what the breaking point becomes mm. and to me i think there are numerous examples numerous videos over the past few years where you should have been as outraged as you were about this video sure. that you saw yesterday sure, sure. alton sterling in louisiana eric garner in new york um the story of tamir rice in cleveland with a toy a little kid with a toy <coughs> gun michael brown here in st louis um so it's 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 almost like tiresome to me with like why are we still not giving credence to what many people of color have told us and this is coming from a white person's perspective um you know why why are there people out there still holding on to something and i don't i don't i mean i understand it comes from some sort of, for some people, not understanding, for other people, hatred, um, and for some people, just ignorance in general. But for me, it, it's, 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 it comes, you know, like it, it's almost about the gun debate when Sandy Hook happens. Like, all right, it, it happened to kids now. Now, what are we going to do? All right, now this video is out. Literally, where are we going to go from sure. here? Right. 
Um, and I'm just interested to hear, you know, Travis, obviously your perspective on it and others as well. I will, as far as, uh, this particular case, and I'm going to start here and then we can branch out from there. But in regards to Philando Castile, I've had a conversation and we have many listeners uh, of both St. Louis live and we are live that are, uh, who work in law enforcement, uh, who, who work in police offices, uh, in the area or across the state. And so we've had some very good conversations about certain issues. Issues and things like this in the past. And I, the conversation I had recently uh, in regards to Philando Castile, one of the officers illustrated to me about the public being aware of what to do and what not to do during these types of stops. And so when you see what you saw in the Philando Castile stop through the dash cam is he followed what many police officers would say what a person who is pulled over is supposed to do in that situation. Now, he isn't required by law to say, I have a concealed weapon, but he felt that, look, I, I know what time it is. I understand that as a law-abiding citizen and having a conceal and carry weapon, that it would probably ease the mind of this officer in the situation if I illustrate to him that I do have a conceal and carry. So he essentially did what many officers would consider what is needed to be done during that type of stop. I know a lot of people who have conceal and carry and a lot of people who carry their guns on them in their vehicle who do not do what Philando Castile does in a stop by the police. I've been in cars with people who've had guns in their vehicle, right, and legally so, who do not let the law know that they have a gun. And they end up going about their day. I've been in the car. I'm here today talking to you. We've survived those stops. So in many cases, in this case, Philando Castile kind of almost went above the normal standard during a normal stop by a police officer. What you see in the dash cam is that after Philando Castile calmly explains that he has a concealed carry, he doesn't say, yo, dog, I got a, I got a weapon. I got a nine. I got a gat. He doesn't know. He simply says, officer, I have a, a license for a concealed carry. I have a weapon in my vehicle. So he calmly illustrates he, do, he doesn't panic. He isn't fidgety. So everything you hear from police officers on what you need to do during these type of stops, Philando Castile did. And somehow the officer still felt while he had his girlfriend and child in the car and explaining that he had a weapon, felt that his life was in danger. That's where the issue is right there. Why, after he did what he was supposed to do beyond the measure of the law, while he's in the presence of a child and his girlfriend, would he still be deemed a threat? And there are a lot of people on the law enforcement side who will argue you know, well, in that split second and then things happening, that's where then we need to discuss what responsibility does law enforcement then have after that? I feel in this particular case, Philando can steal as a law abiding citizen did everything he was supposed to do in that stop. And I think the reason why I think it's starting to finally resonate with everyone where it's almost for a lot of people in this country, especially African-Americans, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's, uh, well, you can't have marijuana in your system if you get shot. In fact, Philando did have marijuana in the system and how now that's trying to become the narrative because that is justification 
for being shot seven times while inside your car. So it's 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 a situation where we we've been when I say we uh, people. Uh, who have had interactions who are of color, who have had interaction with the law, have illustrated, hey, we're not sitting up here simply just saying they're picking on us, but there are instances where the law has overstepped its bound. They have overstepped that standard. And we believe that one of the reasons for that is because there's this narrative, there's this idea of what African-Americans are in this country. Uh, For him to immediately become afraid after a black man illustrated he had a gun— that that's that's a story that needs to be addressed and i think the thing that's also troubling is that he was a he was a, a he was like a ceiling carry individual and the nra mm-hmm. essentially has decided to sit this one out yeah and it's not surprising at all it's not surprising at all and i, I mean, remember they, when they, it happened they literally they, they are the devil incarnate and that's the thing that like, and that's why I and I, I I think it's starting again for everyone to come full circle because there are a lot of people who are in the NRA who are also like there are people I've seen some really good stories from folks who are inside the NRA who have gone. We should have this guy's back. We should have been at this trial. We should have released a, a, a stronger statement. And the NRA is more than happy to release their strong statements when they need to. Mm-hmm. They aren't a, oh, well, we're going to wait and see and we're going to calmly. They are a, oh, you're coming after our guns? Oh, statement 20 seconds later. So for the NRA to be noticeably quiet, for other people inside the NRA to also, I think people are starting to get this picture now. I think you're starting to put some of the pieces together. I think people are seeing these videos and are rightfully still starting to ask the question, all right, all right. I've been, I've, I'm, as a, as a, I've had some fairly laid back conversations with police officers, and they've never felt like they were, their lives were threatened. So why is it when this individual does something that even the most law abiding citizen normally doesn't do, and he's still shot seven times? How, how did a jury arrive to say that he wasn't liable for something? So it was fascinating. Uh, Chris Long, former St. Louis Ram. Uh, a former New England patron and now Philadelphia Eagle, uh, a very outspoken guy through the media, very media savvy, very funny, uh, very charismatic on Twitter, um, and, and a white guy from is he the, the Longs from Virginia? He lives in Virginia now. I don't know where he like grew okay. up. Okay, I'm not sure, sure where, but now. I'm not sure, sure where the Long family grew up. But it's probably a lot of places, uh, honestly. Sure, absolutely, and. Uh, uh, for a guy like Chris Long, and I've said this before when it comes to issues like this, Chris Long's a smart guy. He's a, He understands. <laughs> he knows what time it is. For a white male in the NFL, a very successful, coming from a very fam- famous football family, for him to go on social media yesterday and go, this is insane. To see media members who are also white, who 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 are objective, they're not MSNBC or Fox News, people who just cover the news down the middle go, oh, this is unbelievable. Like to hear that, that should give you a strong sense of what a the the community, black community has gone through for a long like that's the this type of shock and awe that folks got yesterday to the Philando Castile. I can assure you, if you were to look at uh, Tamir Rice tape, you should be just as upset. If you see the Eric Garner tape, you should have been just as upset. <laughs> like there are things, and, and and I think what happens in these conversations and the reason why it's taking maybe people gains, and you can tell me and again anybody else, please chime in. Uh, I, 
the the conversation somehow gets shifted to anti-police, and I and I know how it happens. There are a handful of people in that crowd who will say, fuck the police, fuck you pigs, fuck you bitches, I want to shoot a cop. Somehow that then becomes the narrative. I, I acknowledge that there have been people who may have protested here locally or abroad who have probably uttered those things. But you as an intelligent individual know damn well what the conversation is truly about. The conversation is about to what extent of the law to what extent should police officers go when it comes to police stops or determining whether or not someone is a threat? And that's a fair conversation to have. I think the reason why I think people are often afraid that by saying that that's a bad shoot, that now you're anti-police and that's yeah. not the case. And like you mentioned, people turning the narrative to people saying fuck the police or right. pigs or what, whatever, we're going to burn this down, something like that. Here's what I would say to that. You know, if if a person saying to, let's say, a lot of non-people of color, a lot mm -hmm. of white people saying, listen, my experience is so much different than yours when it comes to police, when it comes to a lot of everyday situations in America, and then they're not believed by those people guess what they're going to do they're going to start screaming louder they're going to start screaming different things and you know what i don't blame them so so yes maybe that's not the best route but if colin kaepernick kneels before the national anthem and you're still like man nope he's not doing anything he's a rich athlete then he wears the pig socks and then he compares uh police to slave police like mm -hmm. that's what somebody who's not being listened to is going to do they're going to keep screaming louder and be more um i don't know what the word i'm looking for more like shouting different things so that you do take notice and that you do listen so i don't right. know if i necessarily blame people and then just with this specific case of philando castile i think there's a simple question that people need to ask themselves is what made that cop afraid that's because the that's the question cops yeah see guns every single day absolutely and it, and and and, I, and it's a very difficult job and, and there are a lot of situations where there are split instincts but the question is in this particular stop what illustrated to this individual, to this cop, that that a guy, considering what he knows, and, and, a, and a police officer has an assess the situation fairly quickly. Again, he's, he pulls a guy over for— And, uh, and like, let's ahead. be honest, like, mm -hmm. um, there, was, there was a good minute that he was talking to this car and before. Yeah. And so we see, we see videos on the internet every day of uh, a lot of white people with automatic weapons strapped around their chests walking to air, into airports— um, walking to highly crowded areas. And we also see cops calmly walking up to those people and discussing what's going on with them. What made this cop afraid seeing a gun with this person? And I don't know how you cannot come Seven to the conclusion. I, well, times. I don't know how you can come to the conclusion that this cop was afraid because this man was black. I, I honestly don't. I, I, I don't know how right. you so can... there being two other people in the car as well. So that's what a child in the back... My thing is, 
again, and I and I, I'm not a, obviously I'm not a police officer. I know there may be someone on the other end thinking, well, you're not a cop, you're not in that situation. But I'm trying to understand, trying to put ourselves in the position of that police officer, and how do you go from having a calm conversation? Again, there was nothing erratic about Castile's behavior. He completely complied and pulled over. He literally told you that he had a gun. And he has his girlfriend in his car and a child in the back seat. Uh, sure, there may be a circumstance in a situation where that situation can flip on its head in 180, but how did it go from zero to 100 that quickly based on that information of knowing that an individual was doing what you would ask of him in that situation, and then suddenly you become afraid when he mentions that he has a legally carrying firearm? And the question is, and, and, and the thing that is for blacks in America, the question is, did that switch flip because of the idea? of knowing that a black man had a gun. And that's why I think the NRA is running away from this because they are okay with having guns as long as that brown or black person doesn't have one. And you can say what you will, but the silence of the NRA speaks volumes. And the fact that this man within his Second Amendment constitutional right had a gun legally within the state of Minnesota and the NRA is quiet about it leads me to believe that it does come down to black and brown. And if you have a different argument, if you say otherwise, then please speak up. But no one else is saying a word. So to Gaines's point, you're right. That's how folks come to said conclusions. It isn't as if everyone rolls out of bed and completely points at a cop and says they're racist. But if you consistently, let's bring it home to Ferguson, where you're consistently, there was a man who was pulled over in one year up to 35 times in his neighborhood. 35 times. And each time he was pulled over, he was given a ticket twice. I mean, the Department of Justice said that Ferguson was taking advantage of their citizens. And so when you have that happen, imagine literally getting pulled over that many times a year and then having to be late for work and having the humiliation of being pulled over in public as cars drive by frequently. And then you having to tell your boss, sorry, I was late. I was pulled over again. Imagine that embarrassment. Imagine that humiliation. And then imagine that happening for an entire year. Now imagine it happening to an entire community. Imagine that happening for five, 10, 15, 20 years. And then people turn around and say, well, the Mike Brown was a overreaction. Mike Brown was the powder keg, man. That is a powder keg to a system that has been taking place in an area like St. Louis, an area like Baltimore, an area like Detroit, an area like Atlanta, an area like Dallas, all over America. Your experiences are different than blacks when it comes to their interaction with police officers. And the thing that I think will take us a long way to addressing some of these issues is what Gaines pointed out at the beginning of this conversation. Listen. And you got to listen, man. And these people, look, and look, I'm not saying there aren't people out there who are too quick to pull the race car. We're not discussing that. I'm saying in this particular instance, there are very intelligent, very affluent, very even non-intelligent, unemployed. If a person that works at Harvard to a person that's unemployed trying to find four or five jobs in the city of St. Louis are saying the same thing, there has to be a common denominator, man. If LeBron James has to go through it and poor old Travis has to go through it, there's a theme going on here, man. And, and just please, like, don't be simple. Like, I, I thought that was such a problem with the Mike Brown situation mm. is people being so simple-minded. Like, that was a tragedy what happened to Michael Brown. That was not about Michael Brown. That wasn't just That was him. not about Michael Brown. That was about systematic racism. Yes. That was about years and years of a struggle of a community all across the nation. Like, 
and, and people just wanted to sit up here and make it exactly about Michael Brown when it wasn't just about him. Like, and it's just if you can't get past that when you're discussing this with people, then sure. we got, you got no chance. You like, got, no, you got chance. no chance. You're right, and you're exactly right to that point. And I, and when you look at it, I, I I keep bringing this up, and I made this argument when I was discussing the most recent settlement of the Mike Brown family for three million dollars here in the city of St. Louis. The story hit the St. Louis Post Dispatch, and it hit national media. So you would naturally expect everyone to jump on it. But the constant thing that I come back to is uh, human decency. That's the words that I've consistently used in regards to this, no matter where you think you may fall in regards to the Mike Brown situation. You have to understand that this young man was shot between 8 to 11 times, and then his body was sitting in the middle of the street for well over four hours in the middle of a St. Louis sun. Now, I would imagine under any circumstances, and then again, there are forensic specialists and the CSI folks who have commentary to say in regards to why the body was out there. But again, when you're talking about history and context, human decency, it felt at that time for that community that had been disrespected for so long that a young boy's body was just sitting in the middle of the street dead. And it's just the idea of it. I don't know any other community that that would have non-black citizens where a body of a teenage boy sitting in the street for hours. And so when it comes back to it, it's an honor, it's an idea of human decency. And I think we can start there. You, you, you don't know Mike Brown. You didn't know the story. You don't know his mother. You don't know his grandmother. You don't know the family. So take into account that this was a mother, whether she was involved in his life or not, that is a mother who lost her son have the decency to at least recognize that. Stop sitting up here and making yourself feel better about yourself by calling him a thug and saying he's not a victim and they don't deserve the money. What does that do for you? What does that do for the conversation? What does that do in regards to moving us forward to making sure that all of our children are protected? And what does that do to the conversation? Again, like Gaines said, I think when it comes down to it, I think people have to realize you need to listen. And again, this isn't just the kids, the the, the kid that's selling his mixtape on Metrolink screaming about the police. These are also people in every walk of life, from the president of the United States to the most wealthiest and most powerful athlete on the planet. It, there's a constant story. There's a narrative that exists. Are you telling me that we all got together one afternoon and decided to come up with this narrative about the police? And it's not just bad. That's the thing that gets me, man. And it like, kills me every time. How? How? Like? Why? Like? Why can't you? Like? They're screaming out to let you know how they feel, and we don't believe them. Why do we not believe them? Not only that, gangs. We hear this conversation often when we say bad eggs. I, I'll point to you to the LAPD between the 1960s and the early 2000s. Look at some of the cases and the history of corruption that took place within inside that department. Look most recently at the Oakland Police Department and how police chiefs and captains and lieutenants up and down over the last 25 years and the history of corruption and prostitution that they ran out of the Oakland Police Department for years. Look at the NYPD and their collusion with mafiosos over the years in America. Like we keep hearing people say, what about these bad eggs? There's a culture that exists. There's a culture that exists in Chicago, a culture that exists in Oakland. Are you telling me those are just bad eggs? Like there's culture that exists in major police departments throughout the country. Sure, there are a handful of people, but it exists. There's an existence of a culture at the LAPD. One of the favorite lines from Rush Hour is Chris Tucker, who of course is the detective in the LAPD. He says, 
I don't even tell my mother I'm in the LAPD. Mm-hmm. I tell her I'm a drug dealer. But it, it, it's funny, it's, and we laugh at it, and it is, but it, it's the truth. These things aren't just in a bubble. And I think people think it's just, oh, it's just, nah, it's just an incident in St. Louis. It's just a small incident in Baltimore. Isn't it odd? Like Two cities that are completely different in many respects, if you've ever been to it. St. Louis and Baltimore. Um, and when... When you have similar situations, like it's, it was, look, it was known in Baltimore where it was known for officers not to handcuff, to, to literally have criminals in their paddy wagon bouncing around. Like it was understood. Like David Simon, who of course created The Wire, who did his story on what took place in Baltimore, literally like, oh no, we were right about that's a, that's, that's a Baltimore ride along. It's called a Baltimore riot. It had a name. So, you know what I'm saying? So to say, ah, oh, it's a few bad cops. This this ride-along was so popular. And it's not only that. People say, ah, oh, well, uh, it's just some blacks. They say it now and then. Like, like black people, they're really making a big. You know how how folks in North County, St. Louis, literally, that there was not a march or a protest when they knew police officers were pulling them over just because? Not one. So to sit up here and say, oh, you guys are just running and jumping on something. For decades, people understood that when you went out to North County, St. Louis, hey, man, you go two miles over, that's a wrap. Hey, man, you get yeah, you get a ticket, dog. Ain't no doubt about that. You drive through Delwood, you drive through North County, you drive through Florissant, Ferguson. You can, If you literally, if your blinker isn't on as soon as you cross over to the next lane, you're getting a ticket, bro. You're getting, it's just, it's going to happen. And everyone who drives through North County understood that. So it's always been a way of life. So it isn't everybody just running out and just, oh, here they go. Something happens. They're always complaining. A lot of people who literally just bite their lip and just move on about life. So when you say, well, people should just move on and not let it affect them. African-Americans in this country have been doing that for a very long time. Yeah. And uh, just to another point, like you mentioned Chris Long's Twitter. This was my favorite tweet of his yesterday. If you revere the police and appreciate the job they do, why not hold them to a standard that warrants that reverence? And like that was, that's put so perfectly, I think. Right. Um, Just because that's another huge complaint of people, I think. It's like, hey, in any other type of business, when people do their job in a shitty way, they're called out for it. Right. And we don't see that happen with police officers to police officers. And, and then it, it's like, like look, looking at that dash cam video, that guy was a shitty fucking cop. Like that guy was terrible at <laughs> his was, job. It was like not, he, he was not good at his job. No, like no. he was freaking. Like he, I don't know how you can look at that video and not think that. And yes, shooting a person is probably a very traumatic experience. But when he's just screaming fuck the whole time and he's trying to already rationalize what he did in his head. While that video is going on, like, I don't know how you could watch that video and be like, this guy knew he did something wrong there you go. right away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, and, and I don't know how somebody like we don't hear a union come out and be like, hey, this guy's gone. We're taking his privileges away. Boom. That is not what we're about. That is not how you're taught to act in our academies. Blah, blah, blah. Gone. I mean, when athletes act a certain way, other athletes speak out. Um, we're in the radio game. If we hear a dumb radio guy say something stupid, we usually put it on our rundown and talk about it and talk about how dumb they are for saying it. So I don't know why we can't There's a, get it, people in one profession. And, and, I to think just, that, and I think that's what and you're exactly right. I think what it comes down to, and it's 
people then like to reshift the argument and they talk about, uh, you know, my favorite comment, of course, something that I think since we've been doing this for close to two years, my favorite thing to hear during this entire situation is black on black crime. As if folks in who live in the city or who live in predominantly black communities really crave crime. Like they like, oh man, you know, the only crime that happens in our city is when the police do it. People are outspoken about crime. People who live or in- the, Or the breakdown of the family. A breakdown. You like that oh, one too? Where was father? Where was the father? Probably in jail because he had a bag of weed on him or something like that. And, <laughs> and our country can make a bunch of money off putting people of color in jail for you really have, dumb you, crimes. You don't get a lawyer? You got the money for a lawyer? You got the resources for that? Nah, you don't. Five to seven. Enjoy that, my friend. We'll see you here in 2019. Like, think about the roots of that. Do you, do, you think, do you think black people are born like evil? Is right. that what you think? Because... That's the argument you have to make to me to 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 yes. say that like what uh, and I'm sure people do think that. Oh, and- I'm sure they do. <laughs> and and that's I think that's where the frustration lies is that there are people and 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 right now there are absolutely a ton of senseless gun deaths that not only take place here in St. Louis but throughout the country. When you don't understand the hurt. And it really goes on in these communities. There are mothers, there are neighbors who are fathers who are truly concerned about drugs. They're truly concerned about schools. They're truly like, so the thing that when I hear folks talk about black on black, there are things that take place in our communities that people truly are concerned about. And they want honest, fair policing. That's they're not, they're not saying you don't hear black lives matter running out. We want better special treatment. They're not yelling that. They're saying they want accountability. They're saying that there should not be a slow foot system that doesn't want to hold the bad ones or a bad system accountable. And if you continue to hide behind the blue stripe and simply say, hey, man, y'all just don't understand, that's not going to fly. That's going to continue to build up animosity in the community and make it very difficult. One thing, though, I will say, and I'll acknowledge many of the police officers who are willing to speak up, they will say it, they we need to speak up more about these type of shootings because it does make it very difficult to make inroads within the community when it comes to when there's a robbery or there's a murder or there's a car theft because we haven't built up that trust. And I think in this particular case with Philando Castile, if we bring it full circle, with Philando Castile is that he built up the trust. Philando Castile was pulled over in that year alone close to 20 times. And his mother said, hey, you you really should take this to the department. You should complain about this. They keep pulling you over. Philando Castile told his mom, they're just out doing their job. They're not, you know what, mom, it's not that big of a deal. I'm not going to go to the department about and complain about this. They're just doing it. So the, there are people in the community, especially people of color, who are willing, who are more than willing to give their trust to a system that has always been distrustful of them. So even when they're like, hey, man, yeah, that happened there, but I believe that good officers of good faith are going to come out. So when the community gives you their trust, it's important that these police officers and these law enforcement officials also reciprocate. So it's it's 
I understand it's a two-way street, but when you see something like what everyone saw yesterday with the dash cam for Lando Castillo, we have to, and it's okay. Hey, we're gonna we gotta throw cold water on ourselves at some point. It's not it, nobody wants to think that the police officers are bad. No one wakes up hoping that and police officers are bad. Nobody wants bad police officers. Nobody wants that dickhead on the force. Nobody wants a guy that nobody that's you know what I'm saying. Like we don't. No one wants cops to be assholes. Like we want fair. I don't. I, I feel like. That is something that everyone would want to strive for. So when there's a debate, I think we can all come to an understanding that, hey, man, this guy wasn't right. And we need to make sure going forward that these guys are properly vetted so they're not putting anyone else's life at risk. Yeah, well put. That is our mic check. That was mic check. Um, We will have our good friend Christopher Denman. Also known as the wolf. Oh, oh. Meow. That's a cat. Oh. He'll be joining us again later this week when we uh, record live again from Shock City Studios. And John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon. Is it official? It is official. Official. We can speak on it now. John Witherspoon uh, Friday and the Williams Brothers will be joining us here at Shock City. That's exciting. He is a comedic legend. This guy, I, one, and he's got to be in his late 70s. John Witherspoon's been doing comedy since my mother was in high school. He's been doing comedy for a long time. He loves getting out on the road, so I'm very excited to have him here. 75. 75 years old. John Witherspoon's still on the roads, and he's going to be at Helium here in St. Louis. He's going to join us here at Shock City this week. I'm very excited to talk to him. He's <laughs> he's a cultural icon. He really is a comedic cultural icon. Um, and if, if you're not familiar with John Witherspoon, then you're really not trying, but please. You might not be familiar with the name, but just Google him. And just you'll, Google him. You'll know him immediately, and he's a, he's a great comic, so we're happy to be able to have him also there's a special event coming your way we'll have details coming your way here soon but july 1st if you're in the st louis area at southtown pub actually they're brand new space they're brand new space so we're going to kind of throw a uh, a pre fourth of july party where i believe at this said event the beard that you've come to know and love will unfortunately disappear mm-hmm or before, but there might be some details on that later. <laughs> Gaines and Chris or, were in a group chat where they're discussing the details, and it's fun. It's like watching the warden decide your fate as you get ready to walk to the chair. You're like, hey, guys, I'm right here. You don't have to discuss it while, I, while I'm here. You can get your own little group chat started. Because what's better than Travis losing a bet? Getting paid for Travis losing <laughs> a bet. I told them, I told them, Carly, like, if I'm going to shave my, uh, if I'm shaving my beard off, I should get some money for that because of all the sex toys I'm going to have to buy because I'm going to be so single oh for the next six my. months. my. Yeah. So I may be buying some pocket vaginas with the money that <laughs> I get More than one? This. Probably multiples. Yeah. I don't know how those things work. <laughs> I would imagine that there you can reuse them and put them in a dishwashing machine and use it again. You, I don't know. Are you trying to use uh, more than one at I, one time? I, I, it's, it's funny. It's possible. I'm, I'm people probably put flashlights in a dishwasher. I'm not. There's no doubt in my mind that the majority of people who own those things put them in the dishwasher. Are you kidding me? Think they have dishes in there too. <laughs> <laughs> you think, think they, they take the dishes out? You think they take the dishes out? Yeah. It's, it's like all clean at the end. It's, like it's all clean at the end. It's like washing a shower. It already cleans it. It's like self-cleansing kind of. <laughs> they got the websites for, again, for 25 years, men just completely having their way and leaving it in the VCR for their significant other or kids to stumble upon. Yeah. So we would absolutely go, uh, it's just a couple plates. Plank. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> on that note. <laughs> and on that note, that concludes today's special. We are live. Thank you all for listening. Check us out on iTunes. Share with your friends. And hey, come back and yeah. tell people about us. For my partner, Chris Denman, I'm Travis Sorrell, Michael Gaines, Carly Lawrence, Sam on the ones and twos from Shock City Studios. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. We're now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network.